<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, I guess we can call this the first official episode of The Couch, uh, a sports podcast. So it's kind of transitioning from, you know, transition from the Gambling Couch podcast, where, you know, Feig and I and whoever else we brought on talk straight gambling. Uh, unfortunately, we're kind of in the dog days of summer and getting uh, only talking about straight gambling can get a little old. So we're transitioning more now towards a general sports podcast. Talk about sports news, sports media, everything that's going on in the world of sports. Um, I think the biggest headline coming into Monday, uh, June 27th, is the Abs NHL champs. Uh, they won the cup game six in Tampa Bay, Feig. I know you're you're a Tampa Bay guy. You're a homer. Uh, I know you're not a huge hockey guy, but you're still a fan of the Lightning. You went to a couple of playoff games, you know. Uh, did you watch the game last night? <clears throat> I did. They just uh... – they just looked like a little gassed in that last last period. Um, you know, like they had like a really really good run, but you know, the, the Avs like did look like the better team. I think Vasilevsky kind of made the series a little bit more even than it should have been, just because of how good he was. But boy, the Avs they just moved quicker with the puck. It looked like they just had better movement. Um, boy, and like <laughs> Makar, he, he was unbelievable. Uh, he won the most valuable player, I believe, of the. Um, of the finals, and he looked yeah. really, really good. Um, and but in general, like their team, they deserved it. Uh, a little bummed out because I was going to go to the watch party on uh, Tuesday, but now I can't. So I think I forgot to mention I'm a, a terrible run. host. I'm a terrible host, by the way. I'm joined here by Feigenbaum, Malik, and Max Labelzik, all gambling, uh, not gambling couch, all Lovecast family members. Um, all got their own shows, all doing their own things. So make sure to check yeah. them out when they post their pods. Uh, did any of you guys catch the game? Because I watched a little bit of it, and uh, the Avs just are the better team. They kind of just wore down the Lightning. I think it went uh, a little too long for the Lightning. They had they had some grueling series. They had a they had a phenomenal fucking two year run. This year would have been three in a row, which I don't know if has ever been done in in you know recent history or maybe even ever. So, uh, did you guys catch the game at all? Yeah, I kind I kind of liked it towards the end of it, and I knew the Avs were fun of. Roll past them. It's my, I'm not a big hockey guy, but, but I kind of hitched my bandwagon on the Lightning. But I kind of lost some money there, so we're not going to talk about that. No, nah, we don't. We don't. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Max, um, I I caught a little bit of the game. I actually, in the beginning, I thought you know, well, first couple of minutes, you know, they came out, they got that Tampa got the quick goal. You know, Stamkos was looking good coming into the first, coming out of the first intermission into the second period. Um, right on cue abs score and that's where it got that's where the that's where i felt it deflated um i felt like they were strong enough to maybe hold out and maybe keep going with what they were doing but once they got that once the um abs tied it up a little bit you could really see them sort of deflate and it's a hard, it's a tough task to go win three stanley cups in a row so that's why so few teams do it yeah and also too i think like the biggest part was um you know, a lot of the series was close um, other than you had the game two blowout and the game three blowout, um, which those like the game three one made a lot of sense. You know, they were probably going to bounce back after being down two out, but it kind of like shows like being down three one. You can rally for that game, but then getting up, getting ready for that next game, even with it being at home, it just yeah. it's tough to win three in a row, um, especially a team like that. You have to travel three times. Um so, and I think I did actually put a little pat on the back. I did, I did tell you guys, I think the Lightning win, win game five. And then I thought it. the Avs were going to win game six. Um, I didn't yeah. want it to be like that. I just, I don't know. I just had that feeling. 
one of the main stories coming out of this, which I found very interesting, I think hockey's gaining a shit ton of popularity, uh, especially this season. I think these playoffs, I think these playoffs have been amazing. I think more people are starting to watch it. You know, us casual hockey fans, I think we're starting to start to enjoy watching it a little more, appreciating hockey, appreciating especially playoff hockey. There's the guy that stays with the Stanley Cup 365 days of the year. The Stanley Cup is a fucking curfew. The Cup has a curfew of 11 o'clock p.m. So the Stanley Cup has to be in, like, in bed or, I don't know, in the case or whatever the fuck it is by 11 o'clock. I think that's crazy because, you know, the final trophy, everyone brings it wherever, parades, all that shit. But this guy, this like these two guys stay with the Cup 365 days of the year. I think that's wild. So it's, like, so unique to hockey, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be the best trophy in sports. Yeah, I agree. Like, that thing's a beautiful. Drink beer out of it. Um, yeah. Let's see. I had a question. Are you are you bees by association or like what's your team? If for I'm bees by, I I, no, I'm bees by association. Um, I I'm don't really have a really team. I don't have like a, I don't have like a hockey team. I guess you could say just because I'm you know a fan of a team. Like if you obviously Celtics or basketball, but I'm also a fan of the Kings because I love De'Aaron Fox, although they're probably the worst franchise in the NBA. Yeah. Um, that's rough. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the flames flames were big coin makers this year, really oh, in, a sport that I, in a sport that I don't really give a shit about um, any team that makes me a coin, make me, makes me coin. I'm, I'm going to be a fan of. So See, for me that year, that was the, this was the, that was the flames and the so, abs, <clears throat> abs were the <clears throat> That's that's <laughs> yes. I was, I was in a unique position where I'm bees by association, but I started watching hockey and I got like the league pass and everything. And I just, I really you liked bought the NHL league pass. It wasn't no that expensive. It wasn't that expensive. <laughs> it was like, it was like much cheaper than you would. It's not like the NA, the, the, it was, the NBA it was probably the less NBA because there's so many terrible. There's so many on ESPN plus. So yeah, it was, it was, it was not last year. It was the year. It was the season before. It was very cheap. I got it on like a discount or whatever. And I, I, dude, I like McDavid. So he's my favorite player by far. And I think Edmonton sort of. I and I like Austin Matthews a lot on Toronto. So I'm, I'm torn, dude. I'm trying to find like a team that I actually care about. And so far, that's only yeah. Back in Connor McDavid's never a bad idea. I think he's probably remember we did that together in hockey. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We, we bet on Connor McDavid and uh, it, it panned out well for us. But, uh, you know, put, putting a wraps on the NHL season, um, I'm looking forward to next year now, which is kind of weird. I'm looking forward to watching a little hockey again, getting back into it. It was a big coin maker. Uh, a lot of, you know, professional sports bettors say that hockey is a big, profitable sport. Uh, and that proved to be true this year. I think Jordan Dyer may have the best hockey record I've ever fucking seen on his action. His record <laughs> literally was like, 40 and 10 or 40 and like nine. It was oh unbelievable. God. The guy was lights out in hockey this year. No. And I think like one of the things too, like now I'm going to do is like the biggest way I figure out like about like sports, like it's not from like just watching on TV. It's like all like the stuff in between the scenes, like, you know, like having the Twitter notifications, like trades, drafts, like buzz, yeah. buzz, what's going on. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm going to start doing that. Like I want to be kind of like, into it more obviously i don't really understand the the game super well but like just the more and more i watch it um the more and more like i'll kind of be into it i've also sure. absolutely just been ripping chill and um i think that really has made me appreciate the game more um me and me and my roommate we just completely play hours of chill it's been it's been awesome so I, that's how I like 
that's how I got players. into soccer. I literally just yeah. my friend uh, Gio, who who's been on a couple podcasts. He's a uh, one of the Boston, Boston three party. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he got FIFA twenty, I believe, and then was like, "Yo, get it!" And it was cheap as hell. And I was like, "All right, I'll get it." And then I just well. played with a team, and we just balled out. So, um, video games are a phenomenal way to grow any kind of game, uh, especially for casual fans. So, definitely uh, going to be interested in kicking Fig's ass in Chell this upcoming year. <laughs> but moving on from that, we're going to talk about uh, the Travelers Championship. We'll put some money on it too, Fig. Don't worry. Travelers oh, Championship. Uh, for you guys that don't know, PGA Tour. Uh, had a tournament this weekend following the U.S. Open called the Travelers Championship. It was in Connecticut. Great tournament, great event, whatever, whatever. Going into uh, Sunday, Shoffley, it was Shoffley and Cantlay. I think Cantlay was one back of Shoffley, and it really seemed like a two-headed race. Out of nowhere, this guy named Thigala, uh, he's Indian, he comes out and puts up a disgusting performance, oh, yeah. overtakes Shoffley, gets a one-shot lead going into 18, he makes a fucking double bogey because he puts the ball under the lip of the bunker on his drive, tries to hack it out, can't get it out, gets out in three, on and four, misses the bogey putt, lips out a bogey putt five, makes a double. So now Xander, all he has to do is part of win. He's in the group behind him, and he ends up making a birdie. That is that is an unbelievable collapse. You never see that out of these PGA Tour guys. No, and yeah, that's jumping, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, was that was that was uh that's just tough. That's just horrible luck right there, if anything, and cracking a little bit, like you said, going for green, just kind of a strange move right yeah, there. I don't think I don't think he should have gone for the green, honestly. You play for bogey there, honestly. If you have that shitty of a lie and you know all you, you have a one-shot lead and you don't need to make a par to, to have a chance, I think taking your medicine and making a bogey and hoping he makes a par isn't the worst idea. I know him and his caddy talked, Thigal and his caddy talked about what they should do for probably five minutes before he hit the shot. And I've been on Xander pretty heavily when he was up five strokes. He was minus 130, so I hammered him. I was freaking the fuck out when that ball was under the lip. And he hit it. He hit a second shot, and I couldn't see it right away, so I assumed he got it up over, and then it rolled right back to his feet, and I was just overjoyed. <laughs> I, I think, like, well, two things definitely I want to talk about with the game first, um, or the, the match first. I mean, I – I didn't catch the tail end, um, but my one buddy was watching and he was telling me kind of what happened. And I heard it was just a terrible decision between him and the caddy. They're kind of going for a more aggressive play. Ended up being a really a terrible move. But I had uh, some money on a matchup with Cantley versus uh, Xander. And Cantley just was terrible. He was, he was horrible. I can oh, normally. Yeah. He, was from, a, he was abysmal. And I'm not like a huge golf guy by any means and my friend was telling me he's like dude Xander always jokes it he always jokes it I was like all right like you know what like I'll back with you and he just played terrible yeah he um he played so so poorly it was just really uncharacteristic plus four because plus three plus four it might have been bad. more five it was pretty yeah. shitty and you know yeah. you're so used to seeing Cantlay just be a fucking robot on the course uh just solid just completely unfazed completely solid just hitting shots hitting consistent shots over and over and he just seemed bothered yesterday. He just seemed a little off of his game, clearly. And uh, he he finished, I think, like tied for seventh or something like that. It was it was a disgusting round for him. But, you know, Xander, it was his first win, official win on the tour in over three years. And, you know, not counting the gold medal that he won for the U.S. in the uh, Olympics this past summer. So, you know, he's, um, he's definitely a great golfer, but he's always choked. And I, I figured Cantlay 
would uh would be a little more solid. That's kind of what I was worried about. I really wasn't worried about anybody coming from behind to catch Xander and Cantlay. But then Thigala made a putt on 17. He made a birdie putt on 17 to go up one. And I was like, fuck. Uh, and then what happened happened and it was unbelievable. But it was fun. It was fun to cash a little coin on uh on Xander. Always, always fun. And I think that's what's unique about the PGA tour compared to the live tour, which we're about to get into is, you know, PGA tour, you got four days, you got four rounds of golf. You can really see who the best players over the weekend live tour uh, three rounds. Right. And they, it's not really as well broadcast. I think it's on YouTube. I believe Fag. I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, the, the, I, I I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, where to I believe, it, but I do I know you can probably get it, it on a stream East. Stream East has pretty much <laughs> you can definitely, I think, I believe it's on YouTube, but I was watching a couple highlights of it and you know, it's really interesting how they display it. They go shot to shot way faster than they do in the PGA and they have the scoreboard con- constantly on the side. It's like, it looks like a race. It looks like an actual NASCAR race where guys are overtaking one another. And it just seems like a little too fast. They have a shotgun start for those that you don't, uh, for those of you that don't know, it means everybody starts on a hole and they all tee off at the same time. So they all kind of finish around the same time. So it's kind of unique and different, but Personally, I'm a fan of the PGA Tour more. I but like we talked about this before the show, it's whoever has the bigger pockets. So um, I'm not a huge fan of the Live Tour, but I just want to see. I think it's going to be short lived because I just think that the quality of courses and the quality nice. of uh, well, Max, that's a nice. Um, I think the quality of opponents is just not going to be strong enough for these guys that are uh, at the top of the top of the game. So I think the PGA Tour will eventually come back and and host all of the. Post all of the talent, but it's yeah, I feel like something that's part time yeah. and unique. Yeah, I feel like the live tour is more like temporary. Like, yeah, these guys are gonna get like hundred mil, but if you, you want to say no to those kind of numbers, if you want to build your legacy in the in golf, you gotta you gotta go through the PGA tour. Completely agree. I think one thing too, and obviously I don't know much about it, but obviously like nothing like this would ever happen, you know, like in the NFL or NBA because you know there's there's CBA agreements. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if obviously this is an independent sport and I don't really know how it works, but it'll be interesting if they end up doing some sort of agreement, <clears throat> collective bargaining agreement, because I know like you would think like, you know, the PJ wants to keep their guys, um, obviously, but you know, if they're getting paid more, like who's going to say no to that? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just hard. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. I say no, what they were, I think they were suspending certain players. Yep. So the PGA suspended anybody that's left the tour to go play on the um, on the live tour. So it's just interesting because, Fike, you bring that point up, and there hasn't ever been another golf league for players to go to, right? I mean, there's the European tour, and then there's, you know, the PGA tour, but it's all kind of like the same thing. Like, no one worries about the European tour snatching all of the PGA guys or all of the, you know, American professionals and even the overseas professionals know that the PGA tour is where it's at. So it's just, it's just a super unique situation. Uh, like Malik said, I think it's going to be temporary. It's going to be short lived. Oh shit. Max is getting a phone call. Um, but I did see this guy on Twitter and I'll send you guys the clip and, and I'll post the clip on Twitter or repost it. I saw a guy get hit in the fucking head and get completely knocked out. Some guy got hit with a driver on the fly and he got completely knocked out. Like, you know how just patrons are in the stands or and the ball seems to never hit them. This guy caught one right to the dome piece and just fell 
like was immediately gone. Like people were laughing that he got hit, but he didn't realize that he was fucking completely knocked out. So Jesus. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. I, I gotta find the clip. It's hilarious. Dang. It's like on the, on the match when Josh Allen just line drives someone in the dome. Yeah, that was <laughs> not good. <clears throat> Do you guys watch any of the matches? The did you guys watch the Brady the Brady Rogers match? Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty fun, but it was like more competitive, like you and your boys go out to the golf course. Yeah. I feel like those things are always like they're cool at the beginning, but they get really boring. Like yeah. I don't know. That's just like my thing. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's not that much entertainment. It's only like the the side stuff, like the interviews, like you got Charles yeah. Barkley talking like the to the lead him. up, the lead into it is like yeah. pretty cool. And then <clears throat> you'll have like some funny clips and things like that. But other than that, it's like, you know. It's more just like because they're such good football players. Like, yeah, it's just cool to see your favorite yeah. your your favorite NFL athletes go up there and uh, go up there and fucking smack some drives around. And and some of them can actually play. I know Rogers. Rogers is a player. Brady, I guess, can't play in front of a camera because he was he had some yeah, horrific was... fucking shots. Jesus he gets Christ. he gets pissed when he's not doing well. He gets pissed. No, he's the ultimate competitor, and to see these guys compete in another sport is just uh, is very fun. And so we're going to transition now. NBA free agency, okay? There's been so many talks. I think this offseason is going to be absolutely wild. First guy I want to talk about, DeJounte Murray. Where do we think he's going to end up by the time the season starts? Or is he going to stay? I heard – I saw on Twitter, like Twitter's going off recently. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So if it's true, I don't know if I can be a fan of the Spurs anymore because I know I picked them as my new team – or my co-new team along with the Celtics. Um, apparently, it sounds like it's DeJounte Murray to the Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and four first-round picks. That would be the worst trade I've ever seen in my entire life. Apparently, John Collins isn't even on the table, but multiple outlets have reported this um, all over Twitter the last uh, like two, three hours as of recording. It's 6.02 p.m. on Monday, June 27th. But th- that's what's been out there is that the, the that's what the, the deal has been centered around so far. And that is a horrible deal. And But apparently that's where he's going is to Atlanta, which doesn't even make sense for either team at all. They don't. No one fits with, with that. Uh, I think it's like, I mean, I love DeJounte. He's a, he's a great player. I, I just don't, well, obviously like, I don't really know the direction of the Spurs. I feel like the Spurs have a very good young core. Like they have a lot of good yeah. role players. Um, I know that I know the way pop plays. It's, it's not really modern NBA anymore. And, you know, he kind of operates like a similar way. way like the, yeah. Like I don't, yeah, he's, he's got his last, who knows? You know what I mean? He could retire before the season even starts. Yeah. Um, but I think like, I don't understand really what direction they're t- trying to take because and I'm always a fan of you either go all in or you kind of just pick it apart. Kind of like what the Thunder are doing. Yeah. Um, and then trading DeJounte kind of puts them in just like more of like a middling spot again because they have all these role players that are like, I think pretty solid. Um, and I don't Keldon really know Johnson's whether they're good. Like, yeah, like Kelvin John. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's so really fun. just a team filled with role players except for John Jay. Yeah, they got Zach Collins, Jakob Pertle, <laughs> Jeremy Sohan. Uh, like they got uh, Malachi Branham at the draft. Like 
They're, I think I they know. still have uh, what Lonnie Walker. Yes, like, Lonnie yeah. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Vassell is pretty good too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They and Keldon Johnson's really, really underrated. Like extremely, like played for Team USA. Really, really good and efficient player. I, I think he's just hidden because he's in San Antonio. But that's like I, that's why I picked them as my new young team. Like they they're fun and they're young and they had sort of a direction. So if they like Dejounte Murray is a solid piece that you can actually build around that, that has like proven success in the nba like relative to his age and why would you trade that away to get more first round picks to try and pick what you already have in Dejounte murray like that's kind of what you're looking for i don't understand that move at well all. does he because i don't know the story does he want out or do the no, stories actively like, looking he's just been like watching his own trades like he's been yeah it was so funny when he um <laughs> I think someone tweeted <clears throat> like Dejounte's in talks or the Spurs are in talks with the uh, the Hawks like, or something like that, and he quote tweeted it and just said like "ooh" or something like that with like the popcorn emojis. So no, he like, said he said "uh oh" like with yeah, uh-oh, yeah, that's, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so funny because it's like one. he's just sitting there and like you know he knows he knows if he stays or goes, he's not going to win a ring. I think he's just kind of like just kind of cool with whatever right now. So yeah. he's just like, uh-oh, like what's, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, not that I really give a shit, but. Yeah, he's um, just at the mercy of the GMs right now. That's yeah. just an absolutely horrific trade for both teams too, because Atlanta gets rid of yeah. their young, like their picks, which that like say worst case scenario, John Collins leaves and you somehow don't get that many assets back and you're, and you take, you get a bump with Trey Young and in terms of like a down, like you, you, play bad you miss the playoffs which would be really bad you at least have picks and now those picks are valued at something but you got rid of four or you could be getting rid of four future picks which is a huge amount of picks and then also getting Dejounte Murray and who's really good but doesn't play with Trey Young well like they don't make sense together basketball wise it doesn't make sense. I agree also too I mean in my, I, I think Danilo is their best score, uh, second best scoring option yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's so dirty, dude. I'm being he's serious. Like, just good for a 15 very, off the bench every fucking game. I, uh, dude, Bogdanovich, he can just disappear. Yeah, but I think dude, he, like he also Danilo like 30 very often though. He, he, will he can. The thing about Danilo is he just there's so many ways he's able to like he's a good yeah. shooter, but he has like a post game that like is really oh, clean. You just like uh, look so, up and you've got like 16 to 20 points. Yeah, like he's just like out. steady Eddie. Like I think that's like a very underrated part, but uh, I think the Hawks just need to run, run par for the course here. I don't really understand why they're trying to make this move because this doesn't elevate them to oh. – like, are they better than the Sixers? Are they better than the – like? Right, I mean, no. who knows the Nets? Like right now they're not better than the Nets. Um, like Matt, you go through all yeah. the East teams, Bucks, Celtics, uh, like – they're not that good. Right? Max Max dropped a nuke before the pod about Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, real quick. Um, Atlanta also has like an embarrassment of riches with wings and ball handlers. So like you have too many kind of forward guys, which are like you have DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, um, Trey Young, and then um, Bogdanovich and uh Danilo like we're talking about those are those guys are all like heavy usage have they have the ball in the, their hands very yeah. often mm-hmm. off so ball think, guys yeah so like you you need to get rid of one of those guys ideally like they're a perfect like three for one team where they trade three players together to get one good player and then have the big you know, big three yeah, they have the assets to, I think they have the assets to go out and get a big guy 
Yeah. So big, big that's what they should be doing. I don't understand this. Like, well, Jazante Murray's a big guy, but that's just not what they need. Dumb but he's not that big. Like, you know, yeah, he's not big enough to, to, um, <laughs> to I think, elevate the Hawks to the next level. And honestly, five, you just hit, like, I think you made a great point. The East is so fucking tough. Like, in order to compete with these teams, Bucks, Celtics, whoever the Heat, whoever the fuck it is, you know, you're going to have to have at least two superstars in order to compete with any of these teams. And they only have Trey Young. And if you want to even call Trey Young a superstar, I think that might be a stretch at the moment. So, you know, they, I think, I don't think they need to make a, like a significant move now that's going to make them, you know, heavy, deep playoff contenders. Um, I think you just kind of, you just kind of have to be a little patient. I think if you're the Hawks, you know, you're not looking to make moves right now that are going to put you in contention with any of these teams. Cause I don't think you have, uh, the assets in order to trade it right now. I also don't think their coach is any fucking good. So I, it's just going to be interesting to see what they do. He, he's actually, I feel like he's pretty good. I, I think he's newer, but yeah, he that could be a spot that they could definitely upgrade. They should swing for Jalen Bronson. That's like the prize free agent. Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude, he's he's probably one of the biggest <laughs> names out there right now. He's yeah, just like, like the, KD. <laughs> yeah, just, just like the, the, the last thing on the Hawks for me is, I know Butts have talked about, you know, how, well, I wouldn't necessarily say the East is like really super, super loaded. I, I honestly think right now it's Buck Celtics and then the rest. Yeah, um, I think it's not the heat, done. not the heat. Dude, I, I just, I, I don't think they'll really be a great, like the Celtics, let's be honest, they should have won that series in four or five. Oh, absolutely. They were, the Celtics were, the Celtics are a much better team than the heat. Like hands down, like I do not think the heat are that good. However, bring up the Hawks, I think people need to realize that last season, like Pixie does, like that was fluky. Like the Hawks aren't, like they're not a great offensive team. I mean, look what the Heat did. The Heat suffocated them and they were getting like 70, 80 points a game. Yeah. Like it's just, I, I agree again. I don't know if their coach is really that good. I know that he, part of the problem when you have an interim coach and they get on this hot, hot streak, like what you saw with the, the Raiders, the Raiders went on this streak with Rich Basaccia. And then people are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should keep, maybe not. Let's be honest. Like they rallied behind their coach, but it was the smart decision to go get Josh McDaniels. And I think the Hawks messed that up with keeping Nate McMillan. You kind of have to understand. around the NBA for like too long. He hasn't like solidified himself anywhere to, yeah, to like, the point where I'm like, he's a good NBA head coach on a, on a mediocre gone. team. But coaches are always the first to be gone. They're they're They have more, much more variance in their career. Like if, the, the easy thing to do as a GM is fire the coach. It's kind of your first move when your team fails. So I agree, yeah, but I, I agree. No, 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 you're right. You're definitely right. You just kind of have to look objectively and I think, you know, understand, yeah, we appreciate what you did. However, like, you, you got to just look yourself and be honest, not do sometimes like the great moral thing. It's a business. You're trying to win. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to take a little break. We're running out of time on this Zoom call. We come back. We're going to continue to talk free agency. We're going to continue to mom. talk Kyrie KD. We're going to talk about the bomb that just came out probably a half hour ago uh, on Twitter. Max is going to talk about that. Talk about the Celtics, any offseason moves, Dame and whoever else is on the hot seat uh, this season in NBA free agency and talk about the dog days of summer with sports. So we will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Max, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I know we just were going on this whole time, but. Drop that bomb for us. Just came out about, you know, half hour, 45 minutes ago on Twitter. Let it fly. I, I think it's actually, um, it was a little bit, there's, Twitter's been, it's been a little, it's been all over the place. It might even, 
be later than that. It might've been like a couple hours now, uh, an hour or two, but sounds like Kyrie or sorry. Um, Brooklyn said that they are prepared to lose both Kyrie and um, the, this guy named it, Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant. So Kyrie and KD. Yes. Kyrie and KD that they're, they're content with losing them because they don't want to go through quote last the same season as last season. So they're willing, they're like fine, not fine with it, but they would rather lose their two stars than have to go through what they did last season with Kyrie. Um, that gives us our answer. Kyrie is going to the Lakers. If the, some, if, I mean, that's how he does it, is he basically opts out and takes the mid-level exception, which from all parties involved, other than the nets, that sounds like it's a go. So um, yeah, I guess Kyrie is going to be a Laker. If, if that happens, which it is kind of leaning towards Malik. Malik, do you think that, <laughs> do you think that the Lakers will win? Do you honestly think that they will, or do you think they're going to no. get hurt? And I don't think it's going to work. I know that I honestly bet my money. If I was betting on the Grizzlies to make it to the finals for the Lakers. Cause oh, like, I like that. There's I so much take Grizzlies to be the finals. I was about to... <laughs> like, oh, over the, over the Lakers, over the Lakers. Yeah, okay, but... okay. There's a handful of teams over the <laughs> There's so much, there's so much like dysfunction and like LeBron's going to be like what? 38, 30, 39, 39. Like that's, you got AD yeah. still. Like, I don't know. Like I got so many, so many more better teams in the West than that. Kyrie can't play defense either. I love Kyrie. No, dude, AD's just going to get hurt again, man. I honestly think AD's just going to go down with another ankle or wrist or pussy or whatever the fuck he has. It's going <laughs> to get hurt, and he's going to be out. And honestly, I think he's the reason that they even won the Mickey Mouse ring. I think he, when he's healthy, he's a top five player in the league. I don't think there's a question about that. His skill to stretch the floor, his ability to block shots, his ability to finish through contact. He shoots about, like, 90% from the free throw line, so – when he's healthy, he's definitely a top five player. It's just he's never been able to. And I think that the Lakers don't even have like a supporting cast to, to support these superstars. And we've seen that bite them in the fucking ass so many times. And so it's just I, I don't think it's going to work. But, you know, everyone said that about Westbrook and everyone was clearly right. So I, I hope we're right about this one, too, because I don't want like you don't want to see LeBron, AD, and Kyrie win a chip like that would just fucking suck. Like, that would just suck. That would suck. Yeah, and I'm like, and you know, Butts knows what I thought about the Westbrook trade. Um, but in that being said, like with with Kyrie going, I do think like Kyrie, like Kyrie can play with LeBron. It's obviously happened before, and that's like a player because Kyrie can play off the ball. That was like a big problem. They they were trying to get guys that can play off the ball, and they had that core, which is like the most frustrating thing. They had they had this good core around them and they traded their whole defense away. And that's the problem. Adding Kyrie doesn't add anything for their defense. When they did win that ring, what was it? That was a huge deal. It was their defense. That was what drove them. They had some of the best defense and they gave it all away to clear room for Westbrook. And now you have a $45 million guy that can't hit a three. So how about anything? The guy can't score the basketball. Like he, he's great on a team like the Wizards, like a King. Like I know you said you can't, but like let's be honest, like no matter the Kings always draft great young guys and somehow it just never works. Yeah, it's terrible. <clears throat> they've also had terrible luck. But um, it's just yeah, Westbrook needs to be on a on a team where he can dominate, and he can't be a supporting a supporting yeah, he, cast. That's why he, he'll yeah. just never win a ring. 
he's really great on like a, simple. he's great on like a Wednesday in February. You know, just <laughs> let him get twenty five. You know, he'll get some maybe some fans in the room. Dunk. You know, what I mean, like it's like that's like kind of what he is. But I mean, Lakers got no defense, and that's going to kill him. Well, who also, wants that contract? Yeah. Well, what they were do, and I, I've like seen some things out there. Obviously, the whole NBA, the way like where you just have to match salaries, and then they would probably have to trading him. Like honestly, they'd have to trade him, acquire someone with equal salaries, and then also give either picks or no, like to offload Westbrook. Yeah, they the only yeah. Thing so they, they would have to give a pick and get a player of a comparable salary or another player, as long as the salaries just add up. But they're going to be losing, um, if they want to acquire someone of better value than Westbrook, they're going to have to give up a lot because it's offloading the contract. Well, also, the only contract that matches Westbrook's that you can trade without trading your like entire team would be John Wall. And so that matches it on, like, stand like it, like you can only do that trade again which wouldn't happen yeah yeah and then also um yeah like like Fig said that you're the, the lakers don't have that pick to attach to the trade so they can't they're, yeah they're, they're, their earliest first round pick is in 2027 yeah so there's no where are they they're with so the fucked. yeah so they don't have that pick to attach that um to westbrook to offload the contract so westbrook's gonna be a laker for a while so now you have Kyrie westbrook Anthony Davis. I don't and... know about that, dude. I don't know about that. No, they I don't think... have both. They dude, I think I'm being serious. I do think, dude, I, I think, I think if the, the Lakers do acquire Kyrie, I do. And with that, it would be in a trade scenario, correct? No, yes. he can, he, no, he can, he can, is he going to um, opt out? He can opt he out. Can? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah you said option. Well, He's a player I option. thought they were going to do a sign and trade. No, they, that was, what the Nets wanted him to do was opt into a sign and trade so they could get value for him, but he didn't want to. Um, what, what's going to happen is he's going to opt out and he becomes an unrestricted free agent and he's going to take the mid-level exception for one year, $6 million with the Lakers. With, he's what's not asshole- going to do that. Dude, <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't, sorry, I didn't realize. Oh no, because then, then he can max. play for, and then he, with the, with the expectation to re-sign a larger contract in 2023 and his camp has op, has said that they're interested in that. So. Okay, That's the I, I would be, oh, I'd be a little surprised if you were to do that. I don't know if we've really seen in this like day and age in the past five years a player do that if a team is in salary hell. In this day and age, though, have you ever seen also a player that make decisions like That's him? also very, very true. But I do, I will say this if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, the Lakers will be buying out Westbrook or he's going to be traded. Some like he will not be on the team. There's no, no, yeah. chance. No, no chance. There's no chance. Like he's not, they're not, they're not gonna, yeah, there's no chance he's gonna be on the team. Matt. They can't afford to buy him out though. True. Well, something, something, something will happen. Westbrook will not it's either, be able to Yeah, no, it's Kyrie's like you buy out whatever the, the deal Because I was actually reading, it was a very intriguing trade, and I don't think this would ever happen. It makes sense though. The Nets trading, and obviously now KD, it looks like he's out, but it was Kyrie and Ben Simmons for AD and Westbrook. So, obviously, Westbrook and AD, or AD is the best of that bunch. Westbrook's obviously the worst. Then you have Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Simmons being able to play the five, you have Kyrie at point. Um, and the Nets have the option, you know, if they don't like what they'll give him a shot. If they don't like it, just cut them or to cut them before the season. Um Obviously, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like every, but there's a reason why every player in that trade has their baggage. Yes, 
But Avery for Simmons, AD for Simmons is crazy. And if that happens, every rule of the NBA is broken because, like, Simmons hasn't played basketball in almost two years. Dude, I don't get me started about Ben Simmons. This is is the thing. If I'm if I'm the Lakers GM or basic, so sorry, if I'm LeBron. Um, I think I think they realized, I think LeBron's realized that they can't win without AD. I think AD is the I just said this, you know, five minutes ago. I think he's the reason they won the bubble ring. I think he's the reason that they could be contenders again. It just depends on his healthiness, right? Or his health. I don't, I don't even yeah. know if that's a word. Well, he could um, be amazing. He could be really well, good. Right. When he's on the floor, when he's on the floor, he can uh he can spread the floor, he can score at all three levels. He's a tremendous rim protector and he can uh he can knock like down free throws. It's just it's just I don't think that he can stay healthy, but he's gonna need to if the Lakers want to win another ring. But I don't think if they get Kyrie and lose AD, I still don't think that they win a ring. Plus, I, I he gets hurt. Do. Kyrie gets hurt, like, probably as much or a little bit less than AD. So, that's going to be, like, you're going to get right. both, like, 30 games. And he's just, like, the weirdest the motherfucker on the planet. So, he could just disappear <laughs> for, like, two years and, and no one would second guess it because it's Kyrie. Also, he – I just want to ask real quick before you ask your question, Fag. I just want to do it real quick. How good is Kyrie? Can, and I know he played well last season when he did play, but Bill Simmons always brought it up that it's pretty easy to play well when you rest for five days out of the week and then play one game. No one else. That's a good point. Except for him. That's a very good point. He got yeah. exposed, and, and then yes, in the playoffs, he gets into he gets into the playoffs like Malik was saying, and um, he gets guarded like continuously and suddenly he did he have like he did have like 40 game. game one though he had 40 game one, one game yeah but he fizzled crazy. out he fizzled out actually he did yeah, he, he did. only had he like did. two points like that's what i'm saying like how good is is he now yeah, which i think is a fair question he's always, about, yeah. he's always gonna have a baseline of being good because he has the intangible things that that like i call them like grown-up attributes that that you'll always have that when you're an old man like one is like a good jump shot no matter how old you are you can you'll if you have a good jump shot you'll have a spot because or you'll always be able to hit a shot no matter how old you are and then two is dribbling like no matter how old you get you can still dribble like that's just a learned skill so I still like, think he has all his speed too I think his I th- yeah. I still think I don't think his skill is in question I just think it's, it's ability. his ability I think it's his It'll ability to, to yeah right come in and play night in night out um, and whether he will play too so I think it's availability and I also think it's his uh, his you know, endurance and longevity throughout the course yeah. of the season. I don't think he has that. Fike, you've been, you've been trying I, to get this I question think, out. Yeah, I think um, us, you like, yeah, like, who knows, like, what is going to end up happening. But I think the question, and it's kind of like a two-part question um, for you guys is, obviously, what do you think the Nets should do? Should they offload? Should they just go full rebuild? Maybe offload one, offload both? Or, like, what should they do? And then second, I think for Kyrie, it looks like it's, Probably Lakers are bust. I feel like I don't know. It's more intriguing with KD. Where do you think would be an interesting fit for him, or where would you like to see him play? Uh, so KD, I'm I'm very excited about KD's offseason. I'm a honestly. I haven't. Oh, well, I'm honestly. That's why. I'm honestly a big fan of KD. I think he is probably. I think he's top fifteen players all time. I really do. I think I he's he's fucking ridiculous. He his arms are like fucking snakes, dude. They're so insanely long. His legs are he's just such a long guy to pause. 
but um, <laughs> he just can score the ball at all three levels. Uh, he, his his physicality is something that kind of has bugged him his whole career, and that's definitely a knock on his uh, on his legacy because obviously we saw Grant Williams just beating the fuck up in the playoffs. But you know, I think I want to see KD on a team where he makes them contenders, right? I don't want to see KD go to a team like the Warriors where they just won a championship. I know he said that he, on his podcast, that he's open to uh, going back to the Warriors, but I don't want to see him go to a team where they've already like just won, like he did in 2018, 2017, 2018, 2017, 2017, where, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen and it ended up working out well for him, but I don't want to go see him just walk, walk his way to another ring. I want to see him go to a team that's has a fighting chance at winning a ring and Katie puts them as real contenders and he has to grind for this ring. Two teams, two perfect teams that fit that first one. No, first one. I can't take credit for Jordan just randomly joining. No, we'll, we'll ask, we'll ask Jordan this question when he, when he, when he loads in Max, yes. go ahead. Give it to me. Hold on JD. Um, two teams real quick for Kevin Durant, Jordan, listen to this shit. Keep your britches on. I hope they're Here, wait, let, let me, let me, on. let me fill him in on what, what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Jordan. So, okay. So I posed the question to everyone, a two part question. Um, obviously, do you know, you are aware about the Katie Kyrie news that kind of recently broke. So we were talking about what, should, what do you think the best approach is for the nets offload Kyrie, Katie, both neither. And then mainly because we kind of know where Kyrie would probably go. Where would you like to see Katie? Um, or where do you think like a realistic fit is or what's a good fit? Max has been that. biting his hand for the last like 20 minutes and it's broken. No, so why don't, why don't you, why don't you well, spit, us, spit us the team? So I can't take credit for this. I heard it on the Bill Simmons pod. Um, it wasn't Bill Simmons that said it, but there, there's two teams that could be dark, sneaky like dark horses. The first one is San Antonio Spurs. So KD has often said that he wants to, quote, just be a basketball player. He hates media. He doesn't like – he doesn't want the, – the the Ringer podcast and the Bill Simmons podcast did, like, very, uh, like, intimate interviews with KD over um, a summer, a couple summers ago, and they really know him very well over there. And they were saying how in those interviews he just always was talking – and I listened to those interviews, and all he talks about is the common theme of – He is just a basketball player. He doesn't like the media or the attention about being a basketball player. That's why he's always getting into it with people. He just wants to play basketball. He's like a hooper at heart. San Antonio is a place with like the smallest amount of media coverage. It's known around the league for that. Pop is very like, you know, closed doors about his operation. He doesn't let you get a lot of media down there. He's from, he's from DC, but he has roots in Texas. He went to, he went to Texas. He does have some roots there. Maybe he teams up with Pop uh, for the for Pop's last go. You know, uh, the guy that the grumpy old man that never wants to be left alone. Who's the coach and the grumpy old NBA vet who does who wants to be left alone? Coming to team up with Dejounte Murray and that young core in San Antonio. I think that'd be a lot of fun. The second one, he could go home to team up, team up with Bradley Beal in DC with the Wizards. I. I realistically don't think either of those things happen. No, not to just completely shoot you. In the Birds have a face. lot of cash. I don't. It's not about money. I don't think. I I still think Katie is. I think he's too competitive to go to a team where he's just gonna like maybe help him make the playoffs. Um, Jordan, welcome to the pod. Uh, what do you What do you think? Where do you think Katie's gonna end up by uh, game one of the of the regular season? Um, I think he'll be on the Nets, but let's say oh, in in the. In the scenario that he gets traded, um, which it, it would have to be a trade, it, it, he's under contract. So 
I just saw right before I came on a hypothetical trade to the Trailblazers, which I actually think would make sense. Um, because Malik, they have big Trailblazers guy. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Malik. They have Anthony Simons, who is a great young player. Who, if the Nets are offloading and and going straight into rebuild, getting rid of Kyrie and KD. Uh, the Nets are going to want young players like Simon. So I think Simon's would be a key part of that trade. Um, obviously, a bunch of picks. And then Katie and Dame team up in, in Portland. I think that's so fun. Kind of plausible. Championship. All right, Malik, Great. talk to us. Would you want you want KD, I assume? I mean, yeah, I mean, KD, but but like it's I don't I don't really think he's it's gonna be hard. He's gonna have to where he goes, he's gonna have to want to be there, or it's gonna be like all fucked up. And I'd love it if he was in Portland. I mean. But like we would have no bench, like we would be yeah. decimated. We would have to, we have to sign like Joe Johnson. He's like not forty. We're not I, signing. He him. got he got a he got one bucket for the C's last year. I think he got. Hey, one, yeah, one, yeah. No he had one elbow on Joe. Yeah. Like, no disrespect like, on ISO Joe. I was I mean, like, yeah, ISO Joe still got it. We're gonna have to bring in like ten guys off the veteran minimum. I mean, I'd, I'd, I, I want to see like the Grizzlies. That'd be interesting. They can trade. Jaron Jackson, flip him, a couple picks. But yeah. other than that, like, who really, who really, where could it go that can win a title? Yeah, like, right. right. I also, away? I don't no. think the Warriors are going to trade because I think the Warriors just are going to keep who they have. Um, I, I think they're just going to try to run it back. Same thing next yeah. year. I don't think they're going to try and offload all of their young studs that really helped them grind out uh, what was a grueling final series against the Celtics. But to answer the first part of your question, Fog, about what should the Nets do, I think they completely offload, right? I would, if I'm the Nets, I'm getting rid of Kyrie. Kyrie's fucking a toxic bitch. And, you know, obviously we're from Boston. We can't fucking stand the guy, but I, I can't stand Kyrie. And I just, I want to see him gone from the Nets. Just from, if I'm the Nets GM, I want him off my team. I want him out of my city. And then I would get rid of Katie. I would just try to rebuild, man. Honestly, like you tried it, right? You had, you had the roster, you had, you know, whether Nash is a good coach or not, too, he just does not seem like a very animated guy that teams can or guys can really rally behind. So that's obviously part of it, too. But I don't think that the Nets are going to be in contention next year, even if they keep everybody. So with that being said, I would just completely offload. You tried. You tried it. It was a great attempt. It looked phenomenal on paper. You brought in a two time MVP, uh, one of the best point guards to ever play the game of basketball. You had also playing one of the best point guards to ever play basketball, plus a top 15 player of all time in KD, plus a, you know, Claxton, uh, bunch of role guys. But I, I just think they offload. I think they tried it. Now they got to rebuild. They had James Harden too. Yeah, skinny. Had, you also yeah, have skinny Harden. James Harden. Yeah, I, skinny James I have Harden. a very <laughs> – and I saw this, and I thought like this was very interesting. That's why I posed the question on a potential team he goes to. What team makes more sense than Oklahoma City Thunder? I saw oh that. God. I saw that. Like, I saw no, that. there's no way. I'm being serious. Up- Seriously, guys, 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 listen. Just, just give me, give me a chance. Obviously, you can shoot it down completely after. Shea Gilgis Alexander is already there. Think about it. it's very similar to when LeBron rejoined the the Cavs. So he went with the Heat, learned how to win. Was on a you know super team, good team. It was a really good team. Goes back to Cleveland. They have Kyrie, who's a young budding star. They had Wiggins. They flipped him for another player. OKC goes. They have Shea already. They just drafted Chet. You could flip Chet maybe for a more proven player. You have KD. You have 17 first-round picks. Like, 
you can, you know, you obviously Josh Giddy, they have a lot of good young guys. Like, dude, that makes too much sense. And think about and think about it. There wouldn't be a single person that gets mad at Katie for going there. I wouldn't I I I wouldn't be upset. I would love to see that. Great storyline. Uh, I think that'd be super cool. What what would and the Thunder what would the Thunder have to give up though? I think that's that's a big part of it too. Like Jordan said, Kim the podcast. Chat. You think so? Yeah. It, yeah. I think that but makes do, if you're it, so now okay. this brings up another point. Do do we think Chet's that guy? Wait, wait, wait. Well, we don't know. It's your your that's why like sorry, sorry. Trade, when you're could, trading him. Could, could he be that guy in three years? Well, I think it, that's more of like a, that's obviously like another you know another discussion. Obviously, if the Nets feel that he is from what their report is, they'll do the trade. If not, it's more about if they like like some of the players that the the Thunder have. But dude, like the, it makes like too much sense. And honestly, the Thunder have been storing this draft capital. I think now they have a, they have some good young guys that they have it centered around now. They can start pushing the chips towards the front of the table and. Make a couple moves. Like I, I you don't need that. seventeen picks in five years. No. This, dude, I just don't see this happening. Like, there's no way there. Presti has been went balls deep into this reload or the rebuild. He went and got every single draft pick that he could imagine. He clearly has an idea for what he's doing. He's drafting basically players that have extremely high upside but are a little bit flawed. And you know he's taking the big swings because he can. And I think what they're trying to do is wait for Victor Wembanyama. That's what like all the draft output is. And I just don't see them getting this young. Like say you trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah. On in paper, you have like good young guys, but those good young guys, we saw that it doesn't matter about if you have good young guys, like um, experience is always going to win those finals. We saw that before our very eyes with the Celtics, they just didn't have the finals experience. I don't see KD going to an Oklahoma city thunder team. That's this young. They're on completely different spec like opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of where the career paths are for everyone involved like you're bringing a guy who's at the end of his career looking for a ring you're going to bring him back to a very very young team that's looking to rebuild and try and build like a dynasty for a long time and they're not necessarily looking to be very good yet they're trying to lose as much as possible to bring in as many assets as possible not now the, not the, now the, the only thing I, i'll say in response that is if they do go for KD, they're obviously not just running it with KD and then just a bunch of young guys. They'll add in free agency. They'll make a couple like, like, moves, don't like go to filling out the roster. Yeah. They're not a free if agent. Kevin Durant's there. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. It's Oklahoma. Like I don't, I don't think also you have dude, if, if, if someone will team up with KD. Remember yeah. how up remember how up OKC used to be when they would fucking be in the playoffs? They I compared. It doesn't I compared matter. You haven't atmosphere. lived in Oklahoma yet. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's forty-five minutes out of your day. You still Max, live in I don't think it cares if you're playing with Katie and have a chance to win a ring. I really don't. I'm sorry, Jordan. I think that plays a big stand. Like people, the state that you live in play. I, I don't. I don't think you can argue that Oklahoma isn't a is a free agent destination. Like you Cleveland, get a big free agent. Cleveland, like look at Cleveland. Max. Cleveland has more to offer than Oklahoma, though. Oklahoma oh, dude. Jordan, 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 go. Who's the last Jordan. person that signed to Oklahoma Jordan, Max, City? Who's shut the last, it. Jordan. Who's the last big free agent that signed with Oklahoma Max, City? Tell me. Why do you think they need to get a big free agent? They don't need a big You guys are saying yeah. – you guys literally – They're going to trade, Max. They're going to trade. They're trading for Kevin Durant. 
<laughs> and then and they then have all their so all these mysterious assets that they suddenly have after they give get rid of all their assets for Kevin Durant, they're going to take no, more. No, they they all more picks. Be, they they'll still have plenty. They'll still have plenty. Yeah, is they what have, I'm saying. They How do you think they're going to get Kevin Durant? Around. They're going to give four four picks and get KD. They're going to have to get. Sorry, they still have. They still have eleven. Doesn't matter. You can't trade KD for eleven picks. You're going to have to give up a good chunk of your team. No, no, it's one or two players. It would be Chet, maybe Lou Dort or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's good. Picks, like something Chet, like that. And who then, says no? Who says no there? The yeah. Fucking, the Nets. Why are the no. Why would the Nets not do that? Oh, why would like, the Nets say wait, no? If, if Kyrie leaves, if Kyrie leaves, I guess the Nets say yes because then you that would that would solve all their. He's problems. gone. He's gone. And I, I think the Nets are yeah. tired of it. I, and, I don't know. I just don't see. I, I don't think Oklahoma does that because you literally <laughs> said that's not right now. You're, that's not the season. I but think, Max, this what happens. They're going to trade KD. What you're missing is they they yes they did go balls deep in this rebuild like you said but when did they ever believe that Kevin Durant would be an option for their team? Now if he suddenly is, you don't like that's at least a, a discussion in that front office. And I think eventually they would be like, let's go for it. Like they have Shea, then Kevin Durant, and then they can build the roster around that. They still have assets to move around. It's not going to happen. Oklahoma's not going to do that. Dude, the biggest thing. The biggest thing. The the way the other way. They're not going to go. The, 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 biggest, the biggest thing that's like, I, I really just disagree with you on this, Max, no, is you can't. No, no, Max, stop, Max, No, no, Max, let five go. No, no, the thing I'm saying is, is that you can keep acquiring draft picks, but at some point you have to like start at least solely building towards it. Like that's really what what the big thing is, and you have to start. Like you, this is gonna take like ten years. Like you can't like do that. Like that's just not like you just can't do that. But just the last thing to add, what and to finish up with with my part on the Nets and what I think they should do. I do think whatever who they trade with, they do need to offload Kyrie and Katie. I think they're just tired of everything. And honestly, if they don't, they're gonna find themselves in a situation where they were when they traded for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Those guys, um, I don't think they ever want to do that again. I got a, I got a perfect scenario for KD. So Phoenix gives up Aiton. I saw that. Probably, probably this. Bridges. Probably Bridges, but probably not. Probably like Cam Johnson. Throw him in there. Couple picks. KD, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. I mean, that could you can get a ring with that. I mean, that's no, that's no defense though. <laughs> yeah, KD can play a little defense. He yeah, plays long just, enough. You, don't really, long you just enough don't really pause. want him to. You just don't really yeah, want him to. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing. They can also. sign, like, JaVale McGee and free agency. JaVale's a He's pretty solid. He's, he's solid. solid. He's, yeah, he's, good solid. For, he's good for, like, three or four dunks a game, dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right, also, if, if OKC – just one final thing. If you trade KD to OKC for picks and they are good, those picks have no value. That's all I'm saying. Wait, what? If you trade KD to OKC – for picks, those picks have no value if OKC is good. Well, those are from unless like they're guaranteed, stuff, unless they're protected. They're... Are they protected? Well, it depends. It, also, too, those are from dude. They have seventeen in the next five years, so they're from. Plenty that's true. They're, they're, that's from multiple. Yeah. That's, that they have fair, so but, many. That's like, fair, but I don't know. I I just don't see them like. That's realistic. That is very honestly. That's probably the most realistic. Compared to your, team. what if they think? What if they think yeah. they have their guy in Chet? Then why are they like? Why would we go get Kevin? Well, Grant? then they won't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's yeah. like a seven seed in the West. Though. Yeah, but I mean, literally, dra- when you were when they thought about drafting Chet, and even when they drafted Chet, like 
upset. they didn't know that KD wanted to go home. Like That's they didn't fair. know KD was open to coming back to OKC. Like we just he went on the podcast and said basically he was open to going to like five different fucking places. Right? He said he was open to going to the Warriors. He said he was open to going back to OKC. Like I'm sure, I, like I'm pretty sure, like if, as long as it's not a place where he's just gonna go and and die out, I think that he's gonna be okay with going there. But this was a fucking fun discussion, man. This was. This got heated. We did this shit for like 40 minutes, man. This, this was fun. Uh, I could see that Phoenix thing happening, though. I really could. I could yeah, too. it makes um, the most sense. I, I think why it, it will is because like, you're in it with CP already. Like, you, you'll have to pivot in a different direction, but it's still a win-now approach. I, I do think I, – I don't know if that team will be able to because – now they don't get to have these like really good young role players. Like they need to actually step up and be those guys. So, but it, that would actually be really fun to watch. Wait, I just want to end with this and it can be really quick. We'll just say yes or no. And we'll go one at a time. So do you guys think KD is on the nets for the entirety of next season? I say, yes. Fog, what do you say? No. Malik. Yeah. He's on Max. Yes. No. Oh boy! Actually, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm gonna change my answer to yes, but he doesn't play a ton of the season. That's my vote. All right. I'm oh wait, are we asterisk. talking about just small? Are we talking? Or what about before the season? I, I think it's either he's in it with them for the whole season, or he, or like he's with no. them at the beginning of the season, or not. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't think he gets traded mid-season. I yeah. I do agree. With that contract. Too. Yeah. All right. Well, this was this was fun, boys. Uh, we come back. We're gonna talk about the dog days of summer for a couple minutes. Uh, Malik's going to give us a little preview on the NFL, NFL season, what to look forward to. He's got his podcast where he talks all NFL. So, yeah, we'll be right back with that. All right, guys, we, we're back. We literally <laughs> fucking take a break <laughs> for fucking literally less than a minute. And Kyrie just decided to opt in uh, for one year. Was it $36 million, something like that? Yeah, $36.5. Yeah, 36.5, one year. He decided to opt in. So everything that we just fucking talked about with – um. With Kyrie, doesn't matter. Although I think the KD stuff is still relevant. Uh, no. I don't really. You don't think it is? No, no. You think they're really going to try and run it back? Yeah. Package I, deal. I know, but it's just like they just fucking. They, uh, it just, it oh. just. Only reason KD would have left is if Kyrie left. Yeah, that's his boy. Yeah, I don't really know why. Uh, but no, it's, uh, so everything we just said is kind of just thrown out the window now because Kyrie just played the fuck out of us. It's Monday, June 27th, 649. And, uh, we just Most recorded and it dropped at 646. We just had an entire amazing segment. That was such a fucking fun discussion. And, uh, we're going to, so I'm going to still drop it for you guys. Cause it, it was really interesting to talk about all the options that could have fucking potentially happened. And uh, one of us would have been right, and we would have reflected on it. It would have been one of our major uh, fun predictions and, you know, something we could hold over the other's heads. But, unfortunately, it did not come to fruition. Uh, Kyrie has opted in. It's wild. It's wild. So, with that being said, we're going to put that in the rear view because I don't want to fucking talk about that shit right now. We can talk about it on the next pod, whether that makes the Nets contenders now, what the fuck's going to happen with them. So, Malik, dog days of summer, NHL, NBA, over. MLB until uh, basically until August, I think. There's the Canton game sometime in August, and yeah. that's gonna get me in. Uh, it's gonna get me hyped enough for football to carry me through towards the uh, to the to the beginning of the season. So, what are your what are you looking forward to this NFL season? We had some huge offseason moves. 
Well, I'm really looking forward to the Rams. I think they're going to take a step back, like a huge step back. I don't see them making the conference championship. That They were loaded last year. They lost a lot of everybody, and everyone expected them to come back, like it didn't repeat. And I – other thing I'm looking at is all the rookie quarterbacks. See how they're gonna do. It's it's not a good class at all. It's um Malik Willis. He might play. Like he might. I'm not. I don't believe in Ryan Taylor at all. Kenny Pickett might start yeah, soon. And uh, yeah. And Baker Mayfield. That's that's my third one. That's he's gonna be. It's gonna be on the Seahawks by Thursday. Book it. Oh, <laughs> book okay. it. Wow. Right, hold on, down. sorry, sorry, sorry. We have we have Feig on the line. He just called us, Feig. Why don't you Why don't you just give <laughs> oh, your two man. cents real quick on the people? We have a live caller. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pissed about this. We just spent like an hour talking about what they to do. <laughs> they didn't listen to anything we said. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We kind of got fucking played by Kyrie, but uh, all right, Feig. We'll talk later, my man. But that was that's <laughs> wild. Uh, Jordan, what like yeah, what's Malik? Um, I don't. I haven't followed as closely as you. Who did um the Rams lose this year? They ran, they lost um vocal their interior guys like I can't say his name. They so lost Von Miller, right? Yeah, Von Miller. He got a huge bag. I don't know. He's yeah, like he he's like fifty bag. years old. Why would they pay him that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they lost Odell. Well, they got Allen Robinson. Yeah, they yeah. It's, they still got they got a lot of key guys. They lost like. I just don't I just don't see it. Like and it's so hard to repeat in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's the toughest sport to repeat in. Jordan, what's one team that you're really excited to watch this uh this fall? I am excited to watch the Ravens. I I hope um JK Dobbins can stay healthy this year. Uh I hope their whole team can stay healthy this year because I love watching Lamar Jackson play. Uh he's my favorite player to watch. They're definitely my dark horse team for the Super Bowl. I would say the Bills are my favorite for the Super Bowl. And after that, I would have the Ravens up there with anyone. Um, I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, um, my guy Rashad Bateman, I think they're going to be electric. Oh, yeah, you fucking love Master Bateman. All right, Max, besides <laughs> the Steelers, who's who's the team to watch? Oh, fuck. Steelers yeah, I know you can't fucking pick your home team, dude. I, I know we all want to, but um, we can't. Hmm. <laughs> Can I pick Jacksonville? Right. I'm, not, I'm not picking Jacksonville. No, no. Um, I, I just wanted I, I'm gonna I'm really interested to see Denver. Ah, oh, that was my oh, team. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was my I, team. I'm excited to see just what like what they have there. They already had a pretty good defense to begin with. So now they're obviously got Russell Wilson like huge. And it, I, this is a a chance, not that like he didn't play well, but you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, and football players age harder than anyone, especially small ones, and he is a small football player. Uh, he's had issues with his finger, right? His hand. Yeah, and his um, throwing hand, yeah. Yeah, so there could be some issues that maybe maybe he doesn't adjust well. So it's always a question when you get it, when you make a big splash like that. Um, and Denver really hasn't had a quarterback like you could say Tim Tebow, but I mean he was no, like, since since Peyton. Since it's been since Peyton, yeah. No, Brock oh, Brock I, was pretty is going. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think um, the thing I'm looking forward to watching about or looking forward to, to seeing uh, on the Broncos roster is whether the receivers can break out and prove that they're that they're stars. Right. They have a lot of young talent. They have Judy Sutton. Who's the fucking other guy? They got one other guy. Uh, KJ Hamler. 
Yep. And then I think they had somebody else too, didn't they? That uh, got hurt. They the receivers have been getting hurt over the past couple of years. I'm blanking on the one of the guys' names right now, but they have studs across the board. They got a they got a pretty solid backfield. So it's going to be interesting. And obviously their defense is insanely solid. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can put up wins and if they can come together because they have a lot of talent across the field on both sides. And I think it's going to be a matter of whether the offense can put it together to, to put up points. Cause I think the defense is going to do their job. Their defense is filthy. So I'm excited to watch the Broncos, but Max kind of took my team. I'm going to shift my, t- I'm going to take another team that I'm just kind of intrigued about. I'm not really excited to watch them. I'm just very intrigued about how uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do this year. Uh, oh, yeah. They obviously made the Super Bowl last year, shocked everybody coming out of the uh, the AFC. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do this year. Uh, a lot of people are projecting them to have a pretty shitty year, but, you know, they could come out and, and prove everyone wrong. And, I, you know, they have that dog in Joe Burrow. They, he has that kind of that fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong mentality. So, you know, I think their whole team has that, too. I think their whole team's a bunch of dogs. So I think that they uh, have a very good chance of, of making another playoff run. But you know, you could also see them flopping. So it's going to be a team that I'm going to keep a close eye on throughout, throughout the NFL season. I feel like they got better though. I, I agree. They, they beefed up their line. I mean, they were horrible. In Super Bowl. I lost so much money. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> they covered the yeah. spread though. They did cover the, yeah. the four yeah. point spread. I think they did get better. Uh, I also think the league got a little bit better um, in terms of the, the top of, the AFC because I think the Ravens are going to be healthy this year. I think a lot of the NFL and success in the NFL comes down to health and we'll see. I mean, I think the Bengals are going to be probably a, a third or fourth seed. I can't see them flopping. I, I, I don't see that. Um, I, I see them kind of a second round exit playoff team, maybe AFC championship. Um, and then one other team I wanted to bring up. Yeah. What's up, Max? Well, I just want to say, I, um, I'm kind of interested in what the bills are uh, rolling out just because like we all talked about them as one of maybe our Super Bowl favorite um, talked about them being really good. Come back with Josh Allen. They also added Von Miller who is like 50, but like Malik said, but you know um, just, you know, they, he's still good. I mean, like, so yeah, it's really good player. So they have a, they, they're just like, it was a fluke that they lost. Really? Sorry, sorry, Jordan. You can get back to your thing right after this. I just saw this tweet came out at 504. So obviously way before the Kyrie news, the Lakers offered a sign and trade package around Westbrook to the Nets for Kyrie Irving. And the Nets weren't interested because they knew Kyrie was just going <laughs> to Jordan go. Also, because Westbrook sucked at basketball. He's terrible uh, at, at yeah. basketball. At the sport. Well, just to respond to Max and the Bills. Honestly, I don't I don't know if you can construct a roster in the NFL as well as this, this Bill's roster. Like it, it you just can't get more loaded. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's very hard to make a team um, as complete as the Bills. But I want to know your guys' thoughts on the Oakland Raiders this year. Uh, big moves with Devontae Adams. Uh, obviously, they already have weapons on offense. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Um, what's the Hunter Renfro? Oh, I mean, they're a fucking dog. I could see them being the number one offense in the league. What do you guys think uh, this year for the Raiders? They they got way better on defense too if Yannick and Gakwe and uh, I think their car might be dark horse MVP. I don't think that's dark horse. Yes, to be honest. I, no, I I think that is Malik. I think that's a dark horse. I think that's a good call though. I agree. Um, I'm just I'm just really excited to watch them because they're so they're so explosive. Like they're so talented yeah. on on offense. It's like you know a big part of having an MVP quarterback is the weapons around them. 
uh, you know, obviously the wide receivers can obviously make quarterbacks look unbelievable by just getting wide the fuck open. And I think that between Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, and now Devontae Adams, I, I think this is Carr's year if he's going to prove that he can he can be, uh, you know, a very solid NFL quarterback. You know, with that offense, you don't have to be an amazing quarterback uh, to, to win games and, and even to win a championship with that team, right? You just kind of have to find guys. Is, in the game. I think he's going to prove I that. agree. No, yeah. no, I agree. I agree that he's an amazing quarterback. I just think that now he can finally prove it. Um, You know, everyone's been pretty high on him throughout his time in the league. He's just, you know, one of his big problems is he kind of holds on to the ball for a little too long and and tries to make plays that aren't there with his feet. But I don't think that's going to be an issue now uh, with all of the weapons. Um, There's always, I think, going to be an option on the field uh, for him to throw the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm personally just excited to see which player on their team gets arrested first. Um, (laughs) I'm taking, like... I was going to set up a book and put bets on it, but I'm probably not going to do that. But uh, it would probably be Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Yeah, he's got some history with that. Yes, I'm yeah. not going not gonna to get into it. Not going to say, not going to make any claims, but he has some, he has some bad history. He's, a, uh, yeah, he's an animal, so. too. He's a fucking, he's a, he's just yeah. a mean asshole. He'll kill you. Yeah. So, probably. I mean, that, that'll be interesting. And uh, yeah, no, this team, like you said, Devontae Adams, just such a dynamic receiver. I mean, you, you get better by adding him. Derek Carr has a lot of new toys to play with. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if this is a big year for him because if he's not the solution at quarterback, they're obviously going to be looking to make a splash and bring in a new quarterback if he's not – because you don't want to – you want to maximize the potential of your receivers. Speaking of 50-year-olds, what do we think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? How are oh, yeah. they going to do? We even mention them. Um, yeah. I personally think the Bucs are going to have a great year. I think that they're going to still be contenders, right, going into the season. I don't think they're front runners by any means, but I still believe that you really can't count out Tom Brady in any, like, no matter what team he's on. Um, I, I think they're still good, right? They still have their weapons. You know, they still have their guys. I know Gronk's out, which is a huge loss for him. Also, although he's Gronk, like, he may just come back tomorrow and no one would be surprised. <laughs> so, uh, he just kind of seems to do that. So, I think they're going to have a good season, right? I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but, um, you know, similar to the to the Bengals, like what Jordan said earlier, I think they could be a second-round playoff exit, maybe uh, maybe conference championship. But, you know, I still think they'll put together a pretty solid season. Yeah, I'm, uh, I still like the Bucs this year. Uh, one guy I'm looking for to step up for them is Mike Evans. I, I think he has a big year this year um, with no Godwin. And, yeah, I mean, they're probably the – second best team in the nfc i don't know if i'm missing anyone i all i have is the rams over them in my head right now but yeah what do you think malik uh, i think the i mean a lot of guys a lot of the guys have gotten older but nfc is so wide open i mean yeah. anybody can really win that except the cowboys they can't win it but they can't win fucking yeah. shit. 49ers <laughs> yeah. what are the 49ers 49ers. gonna do this year how are they gonna do they're gonna be valid i mean I wonder if they have to trade. They have to trade Garoppolo like soon, or it's gonna be weird. Because like <laughs> very soon, yeah, very soon. Because Trey Lance, I, I've seen like mixed reports. Uh, he's doing do, doing amazing at camp, or he's like he's awful. So I just want to see what what their offense would look like with Trey Lance instead of Jimmy Garoppolo if it takes like another step. But like, yeah, they, they have amazing. They have amazing defense too. Yeah, their defense is fucking insane. They're they're one of the most talented teams, I think, in the NFL. And they've arguably the best coach in the NFL, right? Uh Kyle yeah. Shanahan, phenomenal coach. Um, 
it's funny. Uh, I've seen this visual mainly last year. I think it was McVay and Shanahan were both coaches on the Redskins. Or sorry, when they were the Redskins, they were uh, they were both assistants, I think, or maybe McVay was OC and and um, Shanahan was something else, something like that. But yeah, they were. Um, yeah, what was it? McVay was quarterbacks coach. I think Shanahan was OC. Yes, something. Like, yes, I got them messed up. But yeah, no, they're they have phenomenal backgrounds. They're uh, he's a phenomenal coach, and he can do so many different. He can do so many unique things on the field that you don't really see with traditional uh, NFL teams, like putting Debo in the backfield. I know he kind of fucking hates it, but you know it it works. He literally can just find his way to turn his legs and get five yards pretty much every carry if he sees yeah. like any kind of a hole. Uh, he's so strong, but he's also so fucking quick. So. Obviously, 49ers, really exciting team to watch. Uh, any any dark horse teams that you guys think could have, like, a decent season that no one, you know, is expecting them to? This is a homer pick. Um, I'm going to go with the New York Giants. I Why? Mean, they, they have – they got a good good foundation. They got a new good staff coming in. Brian Dayball, I trust him. He made Josh Allen good. And Daniel Jones, he's a good quarterback. Oh, oh, he's a good quarterback. He just has a situation he's been in the past two years has been awful. Here's the question. Um, what does having a good season look like for the Giants? What's their record? Nine and eight. Okay, so they are they making the playoffs? Yeah, they'll get the last spot. Yeah, there's seven spots. Yeah, they'll get (laughs) the last spot. Yeah, all right. That'll be, I, I agree that they definitely got a lot better. Um, I don't. I can't say that I would see them in the playoffs. I don't think is Saquon going to be healthy. Who knows? That's another huge. I know he always always looks good. He's fucking Saquon. (laughs) His thighs are the size of two of my torsos. Um, But I, you know, if he stays healthy, I think they have a chance. Uh, I think if he comes back with his, I think obviously his strength is something that's not going to change. I think his quickness is something that separated him from a lot of running backs when he was coming into the league. And I think if he can regather that, I think the giants could put up eight, nine wins. I could see that. And that's, and I, I'd consider that a good season for the giants. A team yeah, that I'm like, looking at. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's in the divisions. Like not hard at all. It's no. going to be like way worse, except the Eagles will be pretty good. That's a team to worry about too. That was a team. That was actually the team I'm going to pick. I think the Eagles <laughs> can put together a pretty good season and uh, actually take that last playoff spot from the Giants. Uh, they, they, who did they fucking get? Whoever receiver did they just get? They got AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Right? Yeah, yeah, they got AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Um, you know, I think also I'm a huge fan of uh, Jalen Hurts. I think he's a very, um, very good quarterback. I think he can throw the ball. Obviously, his legs are unbelievable. He just seemed to be a little bit of a garbage time player uh, and putting up like 25 fantasy points in the last like five minutes of a game. But I think if he can flip a switch and just start showing up that way and just showing up ready to play, uh, I think that, you know, they they can they can have a pretty good season, you know, especially with A.J. Brown now, you know, they're going to have weapons to, to throw the ball to. And especially the backfield, the backfield was sneaky good last year too. Boston Scott had a pretty decent season for, you know, for being Boston Scott. Uh, so, you know, they're a team that could sneaky, just grind out a lot of games this year. Um, my pick is, I know don't it's pick the, don't, uh, you Dude, how, I, why is that not, why, why are they not inherently interesting? They have, I mean, yeah. I think Kenny Pickett, they have, but do you think they're going to have a good season? Do you think they're going to have a good season? 
Um, they had a they had a relatively good season with a zombie at quarterback. They have now <laughs> they either have Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. One of them can be serviceable in the league, and they also have weapons now. What do you mean no? What is that? Not like, not Trubisky. Trubisky's not serviceable. Well, I I think like he's going to be arguably better than Big Ben last year, and he we is. Have, it's we interesting have, because so sorry, go, ahead. go ahead, Max. Okay. We also have George Pickens. We have Calvin Austin in the third. We have we just signed Larry Ogunjobi for our defense. We have TJ Watt. Like we have good players. I don't know why you guys are sleeping. Like, or I don't know why you in particular, Butsy, are sleeping on the Steelers so much. I'm just sleeping on the steel. I, their coaching staff is also great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and yes, um, we have uh, Flores too. Like Flores Najee, and Tom Najee Harris. And Najee, you're forgetting and Najee about Harris. That guy. Yes, Karen and we Jordan. got we got Benny Snell <laughs> Jr. from Kentucky as our and Cam Connor Hayward's cousin or brother. what is the sorry so i guess to my question what is considered like what was the record last year max uh was it it was i think it was nine and eight or so what is me, considered a like an improved like what would you consider a like a pretty solid year because i was talking about like teams, and- sorry i was talking about teams that you think are going to have like a very solid year that you know most you know guys or analysts or people would kind of write oh. them off yeah, no, they're definitely not going to have like they're not Super Bowl favorites or anything, or not Super Bowl contention or anything like that. And I would be surprised if they make any noise in the playoffs. But you can't have like extremely high hopes for someone, man, like with especially with Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position. Like he's a low first round pick, and yeah, right. He, that's like that's the only reason why I'm low. That's the only reason why yeah, I'm low in the Steelers is because I think like they're inherently interesting and at least like a team that is going to be extremely interesting to watch and is could be a sneaky like fun team and maybe eke out some games because although we have a youngster at quarterback we are pretty nice like depth wise there's not a, a ton of holes i mean we do have some no. but not i so my only thing is i think ben big ben provided things for the steelers that pickett or chubisky can't I think his knowledge, obviously his arm and his body are fucking gone, but his brain, um, his brain still, you know, made him serviceable at quarterback. And I think that's obviously something that Trubisky and Pickett don't have, especially Pickett because he's just coming into the league. So it's going to be interesting to see how either quarterback, um, you know, I don't really know who's going to start. I would say Trubisky would start week one, but it's going to be interesting to see how either quarterback can handle that team. Obviously Tomlin, phenomenal coach. Uh, Flores run the defense. I think the defense is going to be a fucking iron tight, iron grip. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're a great team, to fun team to watch. I just don't see them having like a significant improvement year from last year. That's kind of what like I was getting at. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Anybody else got anything to say? Uh, how about what do we think about the Chiefs? Oh, good team. Uh, good team. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the Chiefs are just as good as they've always been. Um, I know they lost Tyreek. They replaced him with Juju. I think Juju's going to be so much better than he was um, these last few years, right? He, his good year was three years ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll get back to that level of production, but I think he will be far better than he has been, and I think the Chiefs are uh, Super Bowl contenders, top five team in the league. Oh, really? I don't, th- I don't think, I think they're a top five team in the league too. I don't think you can write them off with Mahomes uh, and Reed. Um, they kept their OC, right? Did they keep that their OC? Yeah. He I believe they job. did. He yeah. He, I know, but he's such a fucking good offensive coordinator for the chiefs. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he's had that offense in tip top shape for a really long time. Uh, it's going to be an adjustment without, you know, they're going to have the deep ball threat with Juju and guys like, uh, 
who the fuck Nicole. did I have? Nicole Hardman. Yeah, Nicole Hardman on my fantasy team, who is like either zero points or like 15 on a 80 yard bomb. So um, <laughs> either way, I think that they're, they'll have a solid offense. Um, I think their defense, I think their secondary has got a few holes uh, that need to be patched up. I know they have the honey badgers, obviously great, but if like at strong safety or safety, but a couple corners, uh, you know, kind of got exposed last year for the Chiefs. So if they can, honey, um, honey badgers in New Orleans, I think. Yeah. Oh fuck! I completely, completely missed that. So yeah, their defense gonna have a few holes, uh, definitely now, especially with honey badger gone. So I, um, I think that they'll put together a good season. I still think they're a top five team in the league just because of their offense strictly. I think they'll be beating a lot of teams in shootouts. Um, and I just think that ultimately at the end of the day, the chiefs offense will be better than the other team's offense. Uh, and that will get them wins, but no, they'll, they'll definitely a team to keep an eye on. Because- where, do you, where do you have Malik? What do you think about the chiefs? Um, I think a lot of people are riding them off. Like, yeah. Cause yeah, Tyreek left. And I think they're still going to win like 11 games. That's yeah. where I see them going. I think it'll be really solid. They're more well-rounded on offense now than they were before. Just throw it up to Tyreek and fuck it. Tyreek's down there somewhere. Yeah. And Kelsey, they still, have, they, they still have Kelsey there. So, like, I feel like they could be sneaky, but their division is hard, so I don't know. It's yeah. tough. It's very tough. That's why I think that 11-win total or even 10-win total is – it's pretty accurate for the Chiefs just with an insanely tough division. But, you know, I think they've, they're obviously an experienced team. If they get to the playoffs, they know what to do. So I think if they can just make the playoffs and, you know, kind of win their first game, win their, win their divisional round, or if maybe they even get, you know, a home game first. So either way, I'm excited to watch Chiefs. I'm fucking pumped up for this NFL, uh, NFL season. We're going to be talking um, a lot more NFL throughout the entire summer. Previews on specific teams, divisions, uh, win totals, all that fun stuff. We'll be getting into some gambling with that. Uh, obviously, this started off as a gambling podcast, but, you know, with the dog days of summer, there's not a lot to gamble on besides baseball, but we will be giving out some baseball picks. I, uh, I didn't take any tonight on Monday. I wasn't a big fan of the cards, so we will be bouncing back with some picks for you guys. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you guys all for coming on. That was a phenomenal discussion. We had a lot of fun, a lot of beef, but a lot of fun oh, that man. ultimately just got <laughs> fucking ruined by Kyrie Irving, that fucking bitch. Oh, my God, it's so annoying. <sighs> All right. So Thanks for coming on, fellas. Uh, yeah. talk sure. soon. See you, bud. See you, boys. Later. Yeah.